0: This is the Relentless Podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a small business owner and student of success. I have become obsessed with talking with other entrepreneurs about their strategies, struggles, tactics, and routines. One of the key qualities that all of these individuals have in common, their ability to be relentless. And I am joined here with my friend and owner of Cafe 19, Casey Galloway. Hello, Casey. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Can't complain. It's been a little bit crazy, but um, I'm so excited to have you as my first guest. I, you know, when you're in business, it's so hard to get out and talk with other people in business. I feel like I never get to, you know, just hang and pick their brains. And anytime we do, it's like I see so many things that are similar. We're all dealing with kind of the same stuff and we never get to do that. So this is kind of our attempt to it on a microphone and, and let some people listen. So, um, thank you so much for being here with me. So, um, for those that aren't in the area or are living under a rock, um, tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Sure. So, uh, I own Cafe 19 in Seneca Falls. Uh, we opened in 2013. Wow. Yeah, I know, 10 years. It's crazy oh my that gosh. it's Congratulations. Been 10 years Thank you. <laughs> um, so, the whole idea of the cafe is that we wanted to honor the suffragists from the women's rights movement and make it put it in a modern sort of tangible setting. Yeah. Um, with really good food. That's really mm-hmm. being a chef. That was my number one priority. Besides, you know, having a cool atmosphere and place for people to come. I really wanted to. Of course. Yeah. Put out a great product and. Um, have some unique fresh items for people to try. It's definitely different than anything in the area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it it really has been like a breath of
0: fresh air because it does. It's got that like kind of modern and progressive vibe, but it's got the history aspect. And like you say, it's just great food. I mean, you can have the coolest environment in the world, but if the food doesn't hit, yep. it's just not going to work, right? right yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that's so exciting. Yeah, you mentioned... Um, The women's thing, this is the birthplace of women's rights, and I've always kind of admired how you did that because you, you know, it's very pro woman, it's very pro feminism, yet you guys kind of walk this line. There's
1: no politics there. No, is that intentional? It is, and it's very much about equality for me. Um, you know, I don't want people to come in thinking that. You know we're a man-hating establishment right, yeah. or like you know it's nothing like that Yeah, like, not the vibe at all no not yeah. at all we just really um are inspired by the suffragists from the women's rights movement and what they did and you know having them on the walls being able to come in every day and see that is just very inspiring yeah. and um you know the customers love it. and Oh, for sure. And I mean, and for tourists that come too, it's like
0: the place to go. And yeah, I just, I really admired that because, you know, I mean, we're living in an area, in an era of cancel culture, you know, and we're seeing it more and more over the last like four or five years that so many companies have become almost activists a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always kind of grew up in the camp of like, no matter what what you do, which side you take, you're going to be alienating somebody. And most of us are nuanced on things anyway. But So I've always admired how you guys have really kind of balanced that um, and,
1: and, yeah, made it welcoming for everybody. That's really, really cool. Thanks. The biggest thing is that we serve people. We're in the service industry. And, like, I don't care who comes in I want you to have a good experience yeah. I want you to have good coffee great food mm-hmm. and just enjoy your time there I don't care yeah. about any of the Anything nuances else, right yeah.
0: <laughs> Well that really comes us. across as a as a daily customer of Kevin 19 I could say that's definitely apparent but so um is did you always know that you wanted to go into food service? Do you have yeah. you always loved cooking? Like tell us a little bit about that.
1: Growing up as a child, um I remember the very first thing that I baked, I made a loaf of banana bread <laughs> and um I, everybody loved it and I was just kind of like, "Oh, I must be pretty good at this if people liked what <laughs> I just made." So then I just kept like making new things and trying it and you know, I had sort of a natural talent to it. It runs in my family. My uh, mom cooked a lot. Okay. Her mom owned a restaurant in oh, wow. uh, Sarah, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. She had a diner and she made all of her own pies. And, you know, back when it was five cents a slice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different now, but... Um, <laughs> Some changes there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it runs in our blood. My brother went to culinary school too, and he's not cooking now, but okay. um, it's just in the family. But yeah, so I just sort of always felt inclined to move in that direction yeah. and I went to culinary school. I went to Paul Smith College okay. up in the Adirondacks and um, then I've just worked in restaurants for the last I don't know, 20 years now probably. Wow. Yeah. Well, any other places
0: we would know that you've worked at?
1: I was sous chef at the Inns of Aurora oh, for wow. about nine okay. years. Um, Mackenzie Childs used to have a restaurant on their property. Yep. And I was there for about six months before they closed it. And then I went to the Aurora Inn. But that was a really cool experience. The oh, restaurant there is incredible. And, they, and you get people from
0: everywhere. So you're, you're exposed to all sorts of people. That's yep. really neat. Um, so obviously, you know, the last few years in business, none of us were really ready for with the pandemic and with COVID. What was that like
1: for you? I mean, when you first found out, what, what were your thoughts? I, it was definitely a a progression of feelings yeah. throughout um, <laughs> the whole know, range of emotions. Yeah. When people first started talking about it, you know, I was kind of skeptical. Like, uh, you know, what's going on? People mm-hmm. are overreacting. Yep. Like, this isn't going to be that bad. But I think also living in a small town, we didn't really feel the effects of it as quickly as someplace like sure. New York city or a bigger city. Yeah. I think the first time it really hit me was when I went grocery shopping and there was no toilet paper. There's no bread there. And I was like, what is going on? Something must actually be happening now. Yeah. So um, I remember when like things really got bad and they shut down the restaurants. And I was like, okay, we're going to just take two weeks. We're not going to do anything. Yep. We're not going to do takeout. We're not going to, you know, we're just going to. Yep. See what's happening here. Yeah, and it was scary because we really didn't know what was going to happen. I'm like, wait a minute, I can't go outside and go to the store and talk to people. I remember walking through downtown right
0: after, and it was mid March, and yeah, everybody had basically done the you know the two weeks to slow the spread. I know that's become kind of like a punchline now, but, um, and I remember because I had to get outside. I'm I'm someone I have to be in motion, so I'm like I'm walking. I started walking like. 10 miles a day. It was kind of <laughs> sick, but I remember going through downtown and I just saw all the signs on everyone's doors. There wasn't a car. And it was just like, holy shit, like yeah. is this really happening? Like what is going on? And yeah, there was just so much fear and uncertainty that it was like, I, I I don't I don't know what's going on. And so and and I mean, and I only had one employee at the time and you had staff. So I mean that must've been another layer of kind of fear of like, how am I going to keep these people on? They
1: This is how they feed their families, right? <laughs> yep. You know, and I think that's the natural progression of things kind of is like, at least for the way my brain works is like, I see like this, okay, how am I going to take care of my staff? Cause that's really super important, obviously, like yeah. their livelihood is dependent on me and mm-hmm. I don't take that lightly. So it was basically just like finding a way to pivot and make things work. After two weeks, things sort of not settled, but we kind of got a grasp for how it was going to progress. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so we're going to just do what we can. We um, started serving like to-go dinners. Yeah, I ordered several. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and I think people got really tired of having to cook all of their meals at home and not be able to go out to eat anymore. So that was a way of sort of getting the food on the table without them having to be here and, you know, save them a little hassle because I cook all day. I don't want to cook every single meal. I know. (laughs) And I mean, and especially people with kids too. I remember they're like, you know, like how
0: many times a day do my kids eat? Like mom just (laughs) needs a break, you know? And, and yeah, it, it, I think we all realize, too, how much, like, how important that is to be able to go out, to be able to go somewhere and eat a dinner out and do something different. And, you know, yeah, it was one of the most fascinating things for me from a business perspective was seeing who pivoted, what they did, and those who kind of were more dragging their feet and maybe trying just, oh, we'll just ride it out and wait and see. And it's like, you know, you can kind of see who's still here and unfortunately yep. who, who didn't make it. And, you know, it's, it's just such a key point in business and you hear it all the time. You know, you got to be resilient. You got to pivot. But, I mean, that was like the ultimate test for everybody of just like, okay, how the hell are we going to get through this? Because, you know, and uh, for me, my husband is self-employed too. So neither of us had an option of like, okay, well, our company's going to keep us on payroll. It was like, what are we going to do? He's a photographer. Schools are closed. You can't go photograph families, you know? And so it, it really was just a, a scary time. But I feel like, you know, when things are rough, sometimes that's what makes you and, yep. and shapes your business. I mean, are there any things that you guys did during the pandemic that you kind of still do now or something that gave you a different insight that you're still
1: leaning on? Again, going back to the, you know, the mothers being home with their kids all day and fathers being home with their kids all day and looking for activities for them to do. We started yep. making um like cookie decorating kits yes, as an activity awesome. for, you know, them to give their kid because they get bored of watching TV and, you know, Yep. coloring and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what else? What can we do that's different? Yeah. Um, so we do the cookie kits. Uh huh. Um, we usually do them for holidays like Easter and Thanksgiving yep. and whatnot, but people could order them anytime if they wanted to. And we did get a little bit more into making breads, mm-hmm. so that sort of inspired some growth that's happened recently at the cafe, where we added um, an addition on and put a bakery in, so we can focus yeah. on breads more. So we're working on starting a bread line right now. So that's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys, it's been really cool to watch because you've
0: added things, but it seems to be at a very strategic pace. You know, you're not you're not overextending or growing too quickly, but you're kind of bringing new things in, like right at the right time, like when you brought the smoothies in. And I love how you guys rotate your menu to kind of keep things fresh and seasonal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's always exciting. But so you mentioned your staff, and one of the things, especially since the pandemic, we know that a lot of restaurants and places have struggled to find good help, keep people on. There's been a lot of turnover. You've had a lot of long-term people. You've had, a, you know, Tanya's been there for a while, and you've had a lot of people that um, are there long term. Um, how do you
1: what's your edge? What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know if there's a secret, but I just genuinely care about my employees, and I mm-hmm. think that they they recognize that. And um, you know, I, it's important for me to have like one-on-one relationships with all of my employees. They're not just you know, it's and that's the nice thing about a small business is people aren't just a number. Right. And you know, if my employees aren't happy, they're not gonna mm-hmm. keep my customers happy. And so it's just a matter of getting to know them Understanding what their needs are, helping them to like reach their own personal goals within sure. the industry. Yeah. Um, I have Joel is a new employee we've got right now. He's been there for about six months, and he's just he's going to school and he's motivated and he loves the industry and he's just like a sponge and he wants to learn. Yeah. And so I'm like, yes, somebody wants to learn. I'm gonna you know teach them everything that I can. Yeah. And I th- I just think people appreciate that like they get recognized for the hard work that they do. And um, I don't know, I think they yeah. just like the staff and, you know, I let them eat free food too. So that's always, that nice. <laughs> always
0: helps. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can definitely tell that there's a good culture there. I mean, you know, going in as a customer, you can just feel it. And, you know, we've all been into a place where you walk in and the the person um, at the counter or somewhere is kind of almost annoyed that you're there and and you just never get that. And, you know, I think the leadership, it comes from the top, you know? So however, the person who's running things, it it just kind of bleeds into that. So that's really cool. Now, did you ever imagine that you'd be training and kind of like outsourcing certain aspects of the business? Had you kind of always had that in mind or were you kind of planning to be running everything kind of
1: on your own in the kitchen when you first started? That's a good question. So when the cafe first opened, I think, you know, my goal is obviously for it to be successful, but I don't, I didn't have necessarily a locked in image of what it being successful looked like. Yeah. And so, and you said it sort of seems to have naturally grown and that's what I do. I try to just be very present every day and see what the needs are and what's trending mm-hmm. and you know what people are asking for and sure. just sort of adapt and grow in that direction. Yep. I don't, I try not to like worry about what's happened in the past mm-hmm. or worry about what's going to happen in the future and I think you know decision making is such a big part of just life in general but mm-hmm. being present being able to make those decisions well on the spot because a good decision today could you don't know where it could lead in five years, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: now, obviously, Cafe 19 is a huge success. And um, there's been little whispers about a new project that you are working on. I may have some inside information, but I want
1: to hear it from you. So um, what's, what's coming up? Well, so before, so Seneca Falls was awarded, a dri grant which is for local development Mm -hmm. and even before that happened there was a building in town that i used to always drive by when i'd go pick my daughter up from school i was like wow this building would make such a cool restaurant it was empty it was just sitting there vacant and i was like oh maybe one day Mm -hmm. so then the dri came to seneca falls and i was like you know what i'm ready to try something different the cafe is you know almost self-sufficient and I'm ready to try something else. And, you know, opening another business allows me to provide more opportunities for the staff that I've got. So that's another reason that I've, you know, pursued this. Um, So we went through the whole DRI process and it was quite extensive, you know, making a business plan and figuring out the logistics of how this business would work. And then, you know, working with architects and, Consultants, and finally, um, we were awarded grant money to help with the project. So I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually going to happen." Because I yep. don't know, because <laughs> we started the process, and then COVID hit. Yep. So everything was kind of on a standstill, and so I think it took a year and a half, two years to find out that we won the award. Yep. So then, um, so we're opening a restaurant. Yeah. As we got, so it's going to be. Uh, Mediterranean Italian restaurant the name Sorella which means sister in Italian love uh, that will also tie in the women's rights it's just so important to the town and important to my culture of the businesses that I like to run yeah so yeah we're uh, working on that it's taking some time but I just met with the architects a couple of days ago and they finished the feasibility study so now we can start working with the bank and, you know, going yeah. in that direction. So hopefully we'll see some progress over there soon. So exciting. I know there are a
0: lot of strings attached, but it's funny. When I started in business, I I had no education in no background in it at all. It just kind of happened. And um, I had no idea how grants or any of that yeah. worked. It, it was all foreign to me. And, I mean, I think it's amazing because, you know, we all pay into the state, and I think it's amazing that you get to have this grant to help to, you know, bring this dream to fruition. And and we certainly we need more restaurants in Seneca Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, we all remember Henry B's that was downtown yep. grow, when I was growing up, and it was this amazing Italian restaurant, and it was like a destination for people too. And I think that, you know, from what I understand, yours is probably going to be very similar. It's gonna um, now it's going to have a different feel from the cafe.
1: Oh. It- Yes, it's, um, well, you're going to be a big part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, we are working with Casey on designing the interior, but this is her vision, so. It's not going to be like as modern as the cafe, but it's still going to feel very fresh and it's still going to feel modern, but not modern like the cafe feels. I'm sure. not sure yep. how to describe the aesthetic any better than that. But um, it's going to be beautiful. The food is going to be amazing. We're going to make all homemade pastas. Um, it's going to be fresh. It's not going to be – I think around here uh, we see a lot of Italian-American food. Sure. And, you know, you got your chicken parm and mm-hmm. um, veal parm and meatball subs. And, like, I love that The food. classics, but, right. Yeah. Yep. But – I think that we're missing a more like traditional yeah. style Italian restaurant around here. So that's what we're going for. We're going to have fresh seafood and, you know, olives and capers and the homemade pastas mm. and some very unique but comfortable food for people to try.
0: Yeah. Are, now, are you on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I am too. And it's it's kind of scary how well the algorithm knows you, right. but I have more Italian cooking on my- for you feed, then it's probably healthy. But And most of them are like these Italian grandmothers. I don't know. I've got Nona Pia and they're making all this (laughs) genuine, authentic Italian food because my my family's Italian too. Um, My grandparents came over from Italy. And so there's just like this connection. And I mean, we live in an area with a lot of Italians. So I think a lot of people will be excited about, you know, having homemade pasta and kind of some more authentic traditional things. So so that's very exciting.
1: I've had a really positive response so far. Every time I go out front at the cafe, everyone's like, When's the restaurant opening? I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to get it open. It's like, listen, as I I'm can. working on yeah. it. I definitely <laughs> No one wants it open more than I do, I promise.
0: <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately when especially when you're going through um, dealing with a grant and things, I mean, they kind of set the pace. Yes. And so it can just take It'll take time, but it'll come together and I, I have no doubt it'll be a huge success. So kind of back to you know entrepreneurship in general. Um, now you're married and you have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like social media has kind of given entrepreneurship a new life for better or for worse. In some ways it's you know glamorized and I just think that there's a lot of kind of false information out there. And one of these things that you always hear is balance, work-life balance. It's all about balance. You can achieve it. What are your thoughts? Is that a myth or is that something that that you can do?
1: Um, I don't know about balance with work. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my my saving grace is really my husband. Like he. I don't know if I'd be able to raise a child and yeah. do what I'm doing, trying to grow my business it's without his support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he doesn't work in the restaurant with me. He has his own job, and you know, but just having someone to talk to about the day-to-day things that are going on, and you know, cook dinner when I'm like, I'm not cooking dinner, right. and <laughs> i was like, okay, I got it, I'm like perfect, thank you. What a guy, yeah, <laughs> you know, and we just. We just work really well together. We've been married for almost 16 years. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, he he can finish my sentences now. And he knows, like, I don't even really have to tell him I don't want to cook dinner. He just kind of knows when I get home now. But (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and it's hard for the people in our life sometimes, too, because, I mean, it's such an up and down life. Like, everything is unpredictable. Yeah. You know, certain days you're just flying high. And other days you're like, Oh my God, we're going out of business. Like it's, just, you know, you just, it's this like emotional ride. And so it's so important to like come home to a good partner who is like that stability when you've got just this chaos that is, Entrepreneurship—it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. So, kind of, as I say, back to like the social media entrepreneurship stuff. You know, there's like this grind, hustle. You know, all this kind of girl boss. Like, that's one that I'm not a huge fan of. But, um, you know, all this stuff about motivation and everything—and it all sounds good. It's great in theory, but you know, one of the things that people maybe don't understand about entrepreneurship is. It, it it can be exhausting it's constant and sometimes it can just be very monotonous i mean you're doing sometimes the same things over and over you have to show up every day it can it can be very draining and emotional like how do you stay motivated to to show up every day because you are very involved still in the day to day of your business how do you how do you stay motivated
1: i think it partially is that i just i love serving people i love cooking food and so it's not hard to get up in the morning to go do that and although i'm not necessarily like cooking or baking all the time anymore i get to help lauren my baker jj who's my line cook my sous chef um develop their thought process and their growth in cooking and like work with them and, you know, banter back and forth about how we're going to do stuff. And, um, you know, that's definitely motivating for me. It's also motivating uh, my daughter, Riley, she's 15. And, you know, I want to set a good example for her. I want to show her that if you have a dream to do something it's not just gonna happen because you want it to, but it's yeah. if you work hard for it and put the time and the effort into it, you can be successful in yeah. doing that. Yeah. I know there's this kind of idea of like, you know, oh, the owner or the
0: CEO, they just kind of put their feet up on the desk and just everything kind of works for them. And it's just I I you know, I have days where I'm like, God, I wanna be working on the business, not in it, yep. but on the other hand, it, there is a time to just be in there overseeing things, working with your people and it, I think you have to have a passion for what you're doing yes. though. Otherwise, it's just not going to work out, you know. I mean, I always say I could never work this hard for someone else or doing something that I didn't love because it is so time consuming and soul consuming <laughs> at times, but but so you're definitely your your passion is what is what gets you up,
1: like I said earlier, but I, I really want to uh grow for my employees' benefit yeah. so that they can grow and do more and you know, yeah. earn more money and provide more opportunities to them. So that's also very motivating because I've had some really great people who you know, I maybe right now they can only work like 28 hours a week and they really want full time hours and they're mm-hmm. loyal and they're committed to the business and serving customers like I would serve them. And that's really hard to find. And like, I want to reward them for their hard work. And, yeah, you know, it's huge. It's hard to find people like that. And when you do, like, I want to keep them around. I want them in my yeah. circle, in my court, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting how that happens because, again, when I started out, I kind
0: of stumbled into retail and into owning the business. And I didn't really have a clear path or goal, but I knew it was my dreams. It was what I wanted to do. And now we brought on our first full-time person um, in October, Jenna, and she's amazing. And uh, she was with us part-time for a little over a year. And, you know, now it's like, I want her to do well. She wants this to be a career. And I mean, I want her career to be amazing. So it's like all of a sudden when it shifts from being about you to being about your staff, it's like there's a bigger goal here. And that's a biggie for me for showing up too because it's like the business can run for days at a time without me stepping foot in there. But at the same time, I I feel like if I drop the ball, it's not just me who would lose out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I totally agree with you on that. So as far as motivation you know, we got that. But how do you, with chaotic, with the chaotic nature of business, I feel like my routines in my life have become very rigid. (laughs) I have like a bedtime that I stick to. I wake up at the same time every day. I have a workout routine and a morning routine. Do you have systems in your life that kind of keep some structure for you or is it kind of just play it by ear?
1: Yeah, I definitely have a routine. I'm very, but you know, sometimes the routine becomes monotonous, like you were saying. And then it's like, okay, Chris, it's time to go on vacation now. I know it's groundhog's day for sure. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I wake up at the same time every day day, get up at four. And then I go into the restaurant, get myself some coffee, talk with Lauren, my pastry chef, and, you know, set a plan for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the kitchen staff comes in and we set a plan for the day and then we get through our rush. And (laughs) then I go pick my daughter up from school, Okay. make dinner, go see my parents. And, uh, you know, then I have a bedtime routine and just, you know, I think it's important. We are so busy to set aside time to make sure that, you know, we're taking care of ourselves properly. And, you know, if I don't do my bedtime routine, then I'm not going to sleep as good. And if Mm -hmm. I don't get eight hours, I am a strict eight hours of sleep kind of person, seven and a half. I don't feel as good as yeah. I do with eight. And if uh-huh. I sleep nine hours, I don't feel as good either. It's like, okay, That's eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, and I know that about myself. So I, it's important if I'm going to function good the next day that I do these things so that I know I'm going to get a good night's sleep. And yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, again, I feel like I've gotten just the best on the job training and trying things that worked and didn't work. And I mean, for the longest time, I just didn't really give much thought to bedtime, wake up time, exercise, what I'm eating. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just getting older or what it is. But now, like like you say, if I don't get seven is my sweet spot, <laughs> if I don't get seven hours of sleep, like I'm a nightmare and then I'm eating like shit. I'm, You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like everything kind of just dwindles. And so, yeah, I ha- I have to be pretty, pretty rigid with my routines, too. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, it's something that's kind of come up in my business in the last, I would say, couple months or so. Obviously, we know we're in an economic time where prices are increasing for for us, for customers, for everyone. And, you know, we've kind of really tried to stay fair and split some of the costs. And, you know, we don't run a lot of sales. We just try to keep things, you know, pretty fair. But we've noticed that some people will come in and, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, I loved that, but I got this for nine bucks on, and it's a company that it's Shein, everybody knows Shein, but, and there are issues with the company morally, but, and they're like, oh, I know, but you know, it's, it was nine bucks and it's so cute. Or someone will be like, oh, I saw that at your store and I found one at TJ Maxx for, and you're just like, damn, you know, it kind of cuts a little bit and, And so you guys have always stayed kind of, I think, in the same realm as us where, you know, you're fairly priced, but you're not, there's no dollar menu, right? Yep. So do you deal with any pushback on pricing? And if so, I mean, have you ever considered sacrificing quality for low prices or are you confident and comfortable with where you're at?
1: Yeah, no, I'll never sacrifice quality for lower prices. I think that's why we've had the success that we've had, Um, you know, and I know this might sound kind of harsh, but if you don't want to pay the prices for the quality of food we're putting out, then you can go somewhere else. There are other options, right? There's lots of other places to eat. I don't expect that my restaurant's going to fulfill the need of every single person out there. But, you know, the people that do come in and support us understand why they're paying the prices they are. And frankly, you know, you can go to McDonald's now and if you get a hamburger and a soda and french fries it's not cheap <laughs> there's not probably yeah. honestly paying more than you would at a small right business to yeah. support them yeah. and you know the money's going to be used a lot better and go back into the local community yeah and it took me a while to get to that point because i would feel bad about raising prices i yeah and i hundred percent i am very cautious and thoughtful with it now but I'm not scared to do it anymore. It's necessary. Like things are right. expensive. And yeah. I didn't go into business to go out of business. And exactly. I like to that. And you say have, that, like you
0: say, you have staff too. That yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: it's it's one of the
0: hardest things because, you know, I know that people struggle. I, I mean, I, we're living in the same world. We know everything costs more. And, you know, um, one of the companies that we work with, Eco Candle Company, they had to go through and do an increase and they just straight up sent everybody an email and said, listen, guys, like we're not willing to change our formula and this just needs to happen. And we're, you know, we're sorry. Hopefully if things adjust, we'll adjust. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just I have so much respect for that. And and I think it's just a, re- a good reminder. And why I wanted to ask you about it is because I you know, there are always going to be those bargain shoppers and those people who are just looking for the bottom line and don't really care about the quality as much. Mm -hmm. And, and then there are people like me who I'm like, if I'm going to eat out, I want to eat fresh salads and, you know, fresh baked breads and things that you carry rather than, you know, going and just getting something that's cheap to eat. I mean, especially when it comes to your stuff, what you put in your body, (laughs) I think it's good to pay a little more for, for quality.
1: You know, and I think sometimes people don't think of like the long term effects and the cost of that. You know, using the eco candles is better for your health in the long run. They don't, yep. people probably don't realize the yeah. chemicals and toxins that are in regular candles that they're breathing in and then what the long term effects are. Just like, you know, you can eat McDonald's and maybe you're saving a dollar, maybe not. <laughs> But in the long run, I you know, know, consuming that stuff all the time, it's not good for you. Not, so no. I know you're going to pay for it later you're, if paying, you're not paying somewhere for it now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. I know. We've talked a little bit about like the ups and downs, the volatility, the unpredictable nature. Do you get lonely? Do you ever feel like you're kind of tackling some of these things alone, like nobody around you gets it? Do you ever, do you ever have moments
1: like that? I do, but I tend to like, I don't, I'm not a super emotional person. (laughs) I don't know. It's just my nature. (laughs) I don't know why, like, you know, something will happen and like everyone at the cafe will start crying. And it's not that I don't feel for the person or whatever the situation is, but I don't know. I just, the only thing that makes me cry are like English movies. Wow. (laughs) Like British (laughs) movies. I don't understand why. Yeah. But um, that's what gets you. Okay. (laughs) But it does get lonely sometimes. Yeah. But I try to just sort of not dwell on it. Sure. And move on. I also do really like alone time Mm -hmm. sometimes. You know, restaurants can be super crazy and chaotic and, you know, I'll be in there and I've got five people asking me questions at the same time, and I've got to, you know, real quickly come up with answers and good answers and good direction for them, and you know that can be very exhausting. So I definitely like being by myself sometimes. Yeah. I know that's different than being lonely, but yeah, I uh, enjoy solidarity at times. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons that I started getting up at four a.m. is because those two hours that I have where I do my morning routine, it's just me and my dogs. It's completely quiet. That's when I do journaling. I kind of, you know, I'll make plans for the day. Sometimes I'm updating the website or editing footage from our content stuff. And yeah, the, the alone time is, is nice. Cause yeah, sometimes, I mean, when you're in business, sometimes you got to be on, even when you don't feel like it, and that can be you know, tiring. Sometimes I feel like it's hard for family to get it when you're like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. And they're like, well, we went to work today too. Like, what? do you, you know what I mean? Or, or, you know, just the stress because, you know, we don't just punch in and punch out. Like you say, you're carrying the burden of your employees. And am I making the right decisions? You know, oh God, is this risk that I'm taking on this new line, is this going to work out? And, you know, there's just a lot you're carrying and yet you're still trying to maintain friendships and relationships and have you struggled to keep relationships and friendships with people since being in business most of my
1: friends are people that work at the cafe (laughs) I know I I, you know that's (laughs) and especially when I open the other restaurant like that's my life like I'm not gonna have a lot of downtime like my my relationships that I have are with the customers and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the employees and my family. And I have the most amazingly supportive family. Like my parents come into the cafe almost twice a day and eat their meals. And, you know, (laughs) then I'm actually able to interact with them and, uh, my brother, he lives in Syracuse with his family and they try to come out, you know, a couple times a month and eat and yeah. they order cakes all the time. And, you know, it's just it's my in-laws come out every week from Auburn and it's just it's nice to have the support of my family and having, um, you know, my husband's worked in restaurants, so he gets what it's like, you yeah. know, and my brother has and my parents grew up with my brother and I working in restaurants. So, you know, yeah. we've been able to talk to them about how it works and what it's like. So, sure. you know, they definitely have a level of understanding mm-hmm. about how things work. Probably not the the stresses that I feel on a daily basis. But, you know, like I said, I just, I try not to dwell on that stuff and mm-hmm. breathing I found is really important. Yeah. Breathing exercises, like yeah. when I do start to feel overwhelmed and I pray yeah. and, you know, my faith is really important to me and like, I don't know how people get through life without having faith in a higher power, honestly. I know. Um, It's
0: for a long time. I mean, I grew up Catholic, but for a long time, I, I just had so many questions, you know, and which I thought meant, oh, I guess I'm not a believer, you know, and in the last, I would say, five years, it was like, okay, I don't necessarily have to subscribe to everything that was ever written here, but... It just makes sense to me. And I, 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 on my walk every day, when I go out in nature, it's like I can't be out in nature and not believe that there's a higher something. Yep. And so I do. I talk to God on my walks every day mm-hmm. too. And it, it's just brought like a sense of peace to my life that I wasn't expecting. And I deal with anxiety and pan- I get panic attacks. And not as much anymore. Um, I've kind of learned to manage it. But but same, I mean, I, I don't think I could do this without that faith in my life. So that's amazing that you brought that up. Now, do you go to church regularly? Yep, every week. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's so important to I think just in general, it doesn't have to be a religion, but just to have something outside yourself bigger than yourself that's like this guiding force in your life. It's just so helpful.
1: <laughs> There's also amazing like supportive community there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Menzo, the present generations bank yeah. goes to church and like just having um somebody with like a similar Uh, background as far as his faith and then like his, he's just so knowledgeable about business and being able to have him as a Point of reference, ask questions, and you know he's always so available and like so humble and like willing to talk with me about like the littlest, stupidest things. Sometimes you know, and but I appreciate it, like having having people to go to when Mm -hmm. we are feeling stressed about business, like just to bounce ideas off of is has been huge.
0: Yeah, he he's been very supportive of us as well. I'm I'm eternally grateful for him, and he he's very passionate about the town. Yes and its success and and its history. You know, Um, he's he's very committed to that. And so, yeah, he's he's a great mentor to have. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I have some kind of rapid fire questions (laughs) to round out our interview here. Um, and so if you could answer these in kind of one to two sentences or less, <laughs> I will do my best. Okay. What is something that you believed about business when you started that you no longer believe?
1: I it was going to be fun every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it worth it? The sacrifice, Absolutely. the stress, everything. Absolutely. If someone approached you today, comes into your cafe and is thinking about starting a business and says, Casey, what is one piece of advice that you can give me? What would you say?
1: Um, It's not easy or fun all the time. You have to have a plan. Put a good business plan together. uh, Find a group of people that will support you and can help you get it off the ground.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: What do you think the biggest lie about being an entrepreneur is? That we're sitting at a desk with our feet up just watching everybody else do the work. (laughs) True.
0: So what's the best part about being a business owner?
1: It is rewarding. It's seeing the joy on people's faces when they eat one of my cinnamon buns or Mm -hmm. have just had a great (laughs) meal. That That is ultimately why I do it. I just love seeing people's reactions to eating or drinking something delicious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've be- become a part of many of our routines, so we're very grateful for that. Um, what's the
1: hardest part? Probably the times when it becomes monotonous. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to break up that routine a little bit and do something different for inspiration. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Casey. I want to acknowledge you. You've been kind of someone that I've looked up to for a long time. I consider you a friend. It's nice to you know, have someone that I can reach out to and talk about these things, the, the unpredictable nature and everything. And I'm so grateful that you came to be part of our first episode thank of Relentless. So and um, we hope to see you again and can't wait to come eat at Sorella. So thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And uh, we should do this more often. Yes.
0: Next time with a glass of wine. Yes, sounds good. Thanks <laughs> for watching and listening. Be sure to follow us <laughs> on all the socials YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.